look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popovich. How you doing, buddy? Jeez, my voice is crackling there. I might be uh, reverting back to puberty. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> well, That's the kind of week I'm having. It must have you? been a good Friday night for you. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it, a very good Friday night for Mr. Popovich. Yeah, okay, let's go with that. That sounds good. <laughs> we got a good show today. Well, yeah, so, you know, do you have kids or grandkids that you'd like to help um, with their school? So... We're going to take a look at the uh, the cost. We all know they're growing, but find out just how much they need to get their education. We'll talk about it this show. I don't think people actually understand the costs of education today as it used to be and, the, and how much planning needs to be in there, so I'm glad we're having this discussion. Mm-hmm. There's also a growing uh, health risk to baby boomers that almost none of us think about. We're joined in by a doctor and public pol- policy expert to hear what it is. All right, and, uh, and then we're going to find out a little bit about how we can help out our parents' generation in our retirement, all of that. And uh, and the next segment, talking about longevity risk in this particular show. Um, what the heck are you talking about when you talk about longevity risk? You know, there's a very interesting piece that we've, we've realized over the last, call it 30, 40 years. When the Canadian Pension Plan, Old Age Security, was introduced into the system, the life expectancy of an individual was 72. Well, yeah, 73 it, was a lot, years it was a lot shorter. So yeah. you get your old age security, which is a social security program, at 65, and you live for, let's say, another 10 years. Right. <clears throat> Today, you get your social security check of old age security at 65, and you could live to 100. Mm-hmm. So the time frame of that has changed. Now, people were also saving for a 10, 20-year retirement. Now they could be saving for a 30-year retirement. Or 45. Or 45. Because we have a lot of people who are retiring, let's say, at 55 years of age. Yeah. This is the thing. So it's kind of funny. We talk about lots of risks. Um, You know, most people, when they think about risk, they think about their portfolio, right? It goes up and down, and how much up and down I can stand really kind of determines what my risk, but there's a whole bunch of risks. And, you know, this is what we argue regularly, Faisal, when we talk, you know, we talk to Calgarians at the, uh, at our monthly seminar, we talk about how the rules of investing change and the rules of investing change for a whole bunch of reasons, not the least of which the risks that we face at that stage of our life. Right. And so anecdotally, we know that, uh, that, um, like when we talk to people and we ask people, what's the biggest fear, they don't say longevity risk, but what they do say is, at some point in every seminar for the past 10 years, I'm, I'm worried about running out of money. Correct. Right? And what they're really talking about when we press down and, deal, and dig into that is, holy cow, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I generally know that I'm living longer than my parents. And that, uh, that period that I might have to support myself can be a very, very long period of time. So the, the challenge, uh, you know, for guys like uh, Andrew Masson on our team, when he's doing up a plan for people, is to your point is maybe a generation ago you'd put a financial plan together and somebody would retire at 65 years old and your planning horizon might be 15 years. That's a very different set of inputs and circumstances than when you're trying to do a plan that may have to support a lifestyle 
over 40 years, mm -hmm. right? Now, we have been relatively blessed with low inflation for a, uh, for a period of time here. But if you actually, and even with a low inflationary number, a 40-year retirement, okay, the, 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 the principle that you have gets materially eroded over that particular period of time. And this is a, a, a landmine because when we step in on this and the explosion that happens is not only on the individual who's trying to save for retirement, not the individual who's in retirement that has a longer time frame or longevity to worry about, but think about the, the collateral damage that happens because of an aging population. Right. We have less and less people uh, that are having children. So the birth rate is low. Um, we do not have a high immigration input. So to bring people into this country to afford and pay for some of the services or expectations of services are going to get diminished. Let's talk about our healthcare system, mm -hmm. the pension plan system, right? Corporate pension plans have been changing. Services that are available beyond just healthcare without the government supplies that we've been accustomed to. Right may have to change in some form. And this becomes a bigger problem. So when you look at this, it's not just, do I have enough money to retire? Does the entire system have enough money for retirement? And I do not believe we're at that stage right now. And we've done this program for 10 years. We've talked to individuals around the country and they all are worried about longevity risk, yep. what it really is. But they're also worried about the fact that they cannot control the external factors like healthcare changes, like you know, social service programs out there. There are there's so many things that are changing that we can't afford or we will not pay for anymore or we'll outsource that this becomes a bigger concern because we're living longer. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've touched on something we call it the health bucket. You know, people refer to it as health care. But to your point, if we get this demographic move through the system, and we've talked about this on, on plenty of occasions, um, then it's going to continue to put pressure in, uh, on the system. And we need to think about as individuals now, as families, a little bit about the quality of care and the quality of life that we want. And I think it's a fair assumption. Maybe it never happens. Okay, But it's a fair assumption from a planning perspective to say that we need to allocate some money to cover costs of a quality of care, quality of life. I want above what the system is going to provide. Correct. And if and, we're lucky and it never happens, terrific. Yeah. And let me tell you a little story that I that it was it was funny. This week I sat down with a client. It's about 71, 72 years of age. Um, and I'll use some numbers so I can kind of give you the idea of where, where this story is going. He needs about $60,000 from his savings every year. He has um, about $2 million. Mm -hmm. And so uh, his concern was his value of his portfolio is going down because he's drawing at a fast rate. He was he's drawing more than 60000 Right. And so it was more closer to 100000 when we calculated how much he's taking out. When he told us 60, he's actually pulling out one hundred. Yep. So his draw rate is going out faster than what the portfolio is growing at. And this is now a psychological issue. And his number one concern to me was, Faisal, I could run out of money. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, there's a couple things. First, we've got to look at your costs of what you're spending your money on. But more importantly, it also depends on how long you live. And he goes to me, I'm not going to live past 80. So I said to him, well, if you're 72 and you're going to live to 80, that's eight years. You got enough money for the next eight years. What are you worried about? Right. And then he looked at me and goes, well, what if, what if I live longer than 80 years? <laughs> what if? Everybody that I've talked to, 90% of the people that I speak to face-to-face -to -face, underestimate yeah. their life expectancy. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to live that long. 
That's <laughs> what they tell me. Yeah. But the minute you put it on paper and say, okay, you're not going to live that long. Let's plan for that date. And if you live one day over. <laughs> things change. Things change. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Well, then they start going, well, what if I do? Right. And that what if, the statistics are showing we are seeing more and more Canadians live past their 90th birthday, mm-hmm. their 100th birthday than ever before. We're seeing that shift. So the probability, and you've done this in the, in the seminar before. Yeah. A healthy couple yeah. at the age of 65, there yeah. is a one in three chance that one of them will live till? Age 95. Age 95. That's a 30-year time horizon. And so that's where I think people are not getting it. They have to kind of understand that this is more than just, do I have enough money uh, for my retirement? Are there other extenuating circumstances or costs that are going to come on and play? And how much risk should I be taking in my portfolio to meet that longevity risk? Yeah, and maybe just to finish that off, and I'll just draw from our, our last seminar because I found this interesting when we brought up this notion of healthcare costs and longevity. Um, there was a gent in the in the last seminar, and I asked him if he was comfortable to share with his mom uh, what the cost was, what the monthly cost was to support her. And people were shocked when he threw out $10,000 a month. For 48 months and counting. Right. $10,000 a month, right? So this is what we talk about when you when you strap that longevity risk and attach it to sort of the, some of the risks, financial risks in that health bucket that we talk about. They're real, right? This there is a We have a public system in place, but over and above that, $10,000 a month. Now, there's that's, a very that's a wide high range. Co- it's a yeah, wide range. You're there's right. a wide range. Fair. But, but this know. is just one of many risks, David, and you need to sit down with your advisor. You need to plan this out, talk to your tax experts, figure out the whole thing. There is one more risk, my friend. Hmm. Those, those pesky kids, oh, those guys, <laughs> those yeah. kids of ours that will come to us and say, I need money for, for my education or to move on after uh, education. Those costs are increasing and we need to discuss how education costs are growing and may impact your retirement. Right. And we have a great guest coming on after the, after the break. That's terrific. Before we get to that, let's uh, let's remind everybody about our upcoming seminar on September 26th. Yeah, that's, again, September 26th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Everything we just discussed and how to bulletproof your retirement, we're going to do that again at that seminar. You need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. And since Faisal just stole my thunder, just let me remind you to stay tuned after the break because we're going to hear about the high cost of education for kids and for grandkids. That on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.